I'll be reading new from the New Living Translation in our hearing. Those who are able to stand in honoring of reading God's word, we welcome you to do so as we read his word. The word of God says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. This desire gives birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whether, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Or sometimes they says his first fruit of his creation. Praise God for his word. You may be seated. Amen. As you take your seat, you help me announce this to your neighbor. Testing to bring our blessing. Oh, there we go, there we go, there we go, amen. Don't leave your other neighbor out, look at your other neighbor, tell them testing to bring out blessing. Oh, glory be to God. Y'all gonna help me preach this morning, I see, amen. The, t- the text opens up, verse 12, beginning with a beatitude, beginning with a blessing similar to many of wisdom literatures. We might be familiar with that first number of Psalm. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or sits in the corner or stands in the counsel of wickedness, you know, go on and gone. We see that then Jesus, when he's teaching on this Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, showing us the pronouncing and the blessing of obedience unto God. James, in his writing to the Jews dispersed throughout the world, he writes to them, blessed are you who patiently endures. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He is pointing out to us that there's a blessing in the endurance. (laughs) I know we know that good old song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. You can write a new song, there's a blessing in the endurance. What's the blessing in the endurance? He says you will receive, oh glory be to God. He, He didn't keep you guessing. He didn't keep you wondering what the blessing was going to be. The blessing is that you will receive a crown of glory. Oh, I wish I was preaching to somebody here that understands that God wants to bless you with a crown of glory. I'm still having to reach somebody. I want you to grab here that everybody wants their glory and wants their rewards now, but understand that once you endure, once you press through, once you push through, God will bless you. You, you don't get the blessing beforehand. You get it afterhand. Think, of, think about it. They, they had to press through to get to the promised land. 
Oh, y'all, 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 y'all quiet on me. Abraham had to wait some 20 years to see his baby come through. Uh, y'all quiet, y'all quiet on me. Moses had to spend 40 years just for God to get him out of the wilderness to take him back to the wilderness. Uh, y'all, y'all quiet on me. Joseph had to spend some time in prison and time in peril before he got to the palace. Y'all, y'all quiet on me. I want y'all to understand that you might have to go through some mess in this life, but so enough, hold out, because son of God can bless you in this same life those who love him mm, will endure there's a qualifying here those who love him they will endure many people that we know do things for love and those who do those things for love you can tell how they do it for love because you can't pay them to do it those who do things out of love do it because they love it not because they get paid and you can see the difference. Those who love what they're doing, they show up on time, they stay late. Those who are paid will just show up if you're going to pay them. If you're going to pay them. If I'm not getting paid for this while I'm out here, I could be at home. That's why the boss asks you, do you want to work overtime? They want to know, I got the time, do you want to work? Are you going to pay me? I'm there. But they don't just open up the door and say, can I come and work for free? Nope, you can't do it. Because you're going to later on say, you ought to pay me for this job. We can realize that when someone wants to do something, they do it. Our love for God should motivate us and should push us to endure the work that he calls us to do. Even Paul had that understood when he wrote to the Timothy, endure hardship as a soldier. Oh, glory be to God. He's in telling them that we'll do the work of the event. I know it's going to be hard, but endure it like a soldier. In other words, endure it understanding the commands and the principles that have been set aside ahead of you so that you know what to do. I want you to understand that the trials that's going to come to you in your life, God already knows. And since he already knows, he has already prepared you with the endurance to push through so he can reward you. Mm. And so look at this text again. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Oh, have mercy. We've talked about the test, how tests have come to test our faith uh, so that we can prove that we have endurance. Y'all quiet on me. Go, go back and look at the text. It says that he gives us testing of our faith so that we might have endurance. Yeah, I got a few more women. I want y'all to grab this because you're going to miss everything else if you don't grab this. He gives us testing of our faith so that we might have endurance, so that we might be mature, that we might be complete, so that when tests and trials come, we'll be blessed. Y'all see that? He's making it clear. God has already worked you up, pepped you up, so you'll be able to face whatever comes your way. Oh, glory be to God. If I get a few more people say amen, I'll be done in a second. Uh, if you just look closely at the text, he makes it clear at the beginning, there's a blessing in your endurance. That's why God has been working on you so hard just to prove you so that when you get ready for a oh, whole hallelujah, that when the time comes, you won't break, uh, you won't fall, but you'll be able to endure the pressures that come. Because, you know, storms will come. Uh, times of problems will come. Uh, they're going to come in various ways and at various times. But at the times they show up, you will find out that God has already conditioned you. 
to stand up to, to the task. Oh, glory be to God. And so look what happens here, that, that he wants us to understand that we have been conditioned to be able to, with, with, to withstand and to hold out and endure the problems that have come. But he wants us to understand, don't be misled, don't get uh, 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 misled by the enemy and understanding that the enemy has brought some stuff upon you because he wants to make it clear that God does not do that. He makes it very clear there. You cannot say, oh, God, why has this happened to me when, when it's evil and when it's wicked? Because God does not tempt man, nor can he be tempted. It's interesting when you look at this word. This word in the Greek is only used once here in this text. And basically what it's saying that God is unfamiliar with evil. God cannot be tempted by evil. God has no, no dealings with evil. Glory be to God. And so when you look at that, if he is a holy, benevolent, love, and grace in God, he would not put us, oh, glory be to God, he would not put us in a position of wickedness that it can overtake us and hurt us and destroy us. No, he will put us in a position that when evil shows up, God will show up and let us know that it cannot defeat us because we are more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who stood me. If, y'all, if I'm preaching somebody, y'all can say amen. Uh, and I realize that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So I know for a fact enemy, you can try to do what you can uh, but you can't beat me because God is with me. Y'all, y'all quiet on me. Y'all, y'all see that right there. Letting you know that God will bless you when you endure. So when tests and temptation come, don't blame God because God can't be tempted. But who you need to blame, watch out. You see this person all the time. You eat with this person. You sleep with this person. You go out with this person. That person is you. When a problem comes into your life, you want to look outside and blame everybody, but it came from inside. You can play with that word enemy. You can find out the enemy is in a me. He's not outside of me. He's in a me. That's where the enemy is. It says that temptation comes from my own evil desire. Look what it does. It lures me. It entices me. It drags me away. Oh, glory be to God. The words that are using here are fishing terms that they use that when somebody want to catch some kind of fish, they got special lures. They got special bait to draw the fish away so that they can be snagged so that they can kill it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You see that God does not tempt us. We tempt ourselves, and we want to blame somebody else. They should not have called me. They should not sent me that text. They should not have done this, and we want to blame everybody. You already want to do it anyway. You're just looking for an excuse. You were just looking for an excuse to get away with it. You were just you were hoping somebody called. You were hoping somebody came by, so you said, I, I wouldn't have got drunk if you didn't came by my house. You shouldn't have left your house. Going to blame it on me. You want to come anyway. We always want to look to blame somebody else for the condition that we're in, but the condition that we're in is sin, and sin is in us, but thank God he can deliver us. And so we see here that, that look what happens out of this, that you can't 
blame God because God cannot be tempted, nor does God tempt men because he's a holy, just, and a righteous God. So that would be contradictory to his character, but to us, that would not be contradictory because that's who we are. And the problem is, the problem is that we are not just, just, just willfully wanted to be bad people. We just are bad people in a bad shape. And think about, I, I, I think of some things that I, sh- I know I should not do, and sometimes I don't do them. Those are the good days. The other days is when I do do them, Lord have mercy. Have you not been there that someone got on your last nerves, you were thinking about how you could cut them down with that one word? And so it's already in your mind, but you don't say it. That's a good day. That's a victory. Because it did not become forward. It did not give birth. But the day it does, what happens? It gives birth to sin, and sinfully going to bring forth death. And what you know, next time you're having a funeral. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You hurt that relationship, now that's dead. You lost that job because you told your boss how you feel, now that's dead. Y'all, 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 y'all quiet on me. You, you said something to your best friend, now that's dead. Because we give birth to the sin that's in us, and it comes out, and we see nothing but death. And you're going to blame that person and say, if you did not do that, no, if you did not do. That's why Jesus taught that principle. Don't, don't, don't judge everybody else. First, 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 get that speck out your eye. Before you try to deal with a plank with somebody else. The problem, problem, uh, the problem is that, that, that you, 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 I, I, I'm correct you need to get this, you need to get the plank out your eye before you deal with the speck with somebody else. Now, the problem is that when we see the speck in somebody else's eye, we see a forest. But the problem is that the force that you see is what's all caught up in your eye. You, you think you've seen somebody. The problem is, is you're the problem, and you see your problem, and you start projecting it onto other people. I, 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 I bet you if, you if you go home and you talk to your loved ones or to your friends, and you start asking them what gets on their last nerves about you, watch out, somebody. You're going to start hearing stuff that sounds familiar, and you're going to say, well, that's my problem with you. And the reason why you'll say, that, well, that's my problem with you, because it does not look ugly when it comes out of you, but it does to somebody else. And when you start seeing yourself on somebody else's eyes, you start realizing, oh, that is ugly. That is what I look like. And when we start realizing this, we start finding out that the issues is not always somebody else, but the issues in us. And so we need to fix that. And so look what happens. That when we give birth to this temptation, it draws us away. You understand that that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants us to have a separate relationship with God. So he tries to bring out all kind of bait to get us to lure it away. Think about it. He cannot lure you away with something you do not like. If you like it, you already desire it. And you're going to allow it to pull you away. For example, I love lemon heads. You put out a box of lemon heads, you put up out a package of Skittles. I know which one I'm grabbing. Somebody's got those Skittles, but the lemon heads, I got those. You know what you like and what you desire. 
The problem is that we need to be clear on that my desire is the Lord and not sin. And so therefore, our heart and our passion and our mind should be seeking how we feed the spirit and not the flesh. Because we see that he tells us there's a blessing when we can endure trials and tribulations, testings and temptations, that there's a crown for us. Now, this crown part is something dealing with eschatologically, dealing with, I'm sorry for the big word, but dealing with end times, that one day in our lives, we all will have a crown, will have a diadem that will never fade away, but Cassie, you won't wear it for long. Because if the crown that we get is similar to the crown of those four heavenly creatures, we're going to put it on, and then we're going to take it off. And we're going to say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. But the blessing is that we're going to have a crown. <laughs> that we're going to be co-heirs with the king in heaven, with Jesus Christ. But yet we need to look at the principle here. We need to be willing to endure just as Jesus endured. Y'all understood? He endured the pain and the suffering of the cross for the hope of our salvation. Oh, glory be to God. So if he can endure such pain and trouble, which does not do to him, so enough, without a shadow of a doubt, we can put up with some trials and some tribulations that comes our way that we know we deserve because we know we some sins and some wretch undone. And that yet Jesus can deliver us and he will bless us. Your testing is for your blessing. You know that. The people, we play on that word, right? Without the test, you don't have a testimony. Don't, don't, don't be talking about my glory till you know my story. Don't try to put me down when you don't know where I've been brought up from. When you start realizing that we are who we are because of what God has brought us through. Oh, glory be to God. When we can look like Joseph and say that you thought one thing, but I saw how God was working out for good. When we can see how Daniel was in the lion's den, but yet he knew it was for God's good. When we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, you can't put us in a fire, but if God does, it's going to be for our good. We can start looking at circumstances that come into our lives. And yes, we can be mad. Yes, we can be upset. But yet we can say, God, I know you're going to work it out for my good. So I can endure just a little bit longer. I can push just a little bit longer. Just think about how if you were hanging on a cliff, how long would you hold on? If someone kept on saying help is on the way, would you give up? Or would you just hold on just a little bit tighter? They said help is on the way, so let me hold on just a little bit tighter. Because I'm going to endure for my help that's on the way. This reminds me of a story I shared it before. Y'all remember it? Say amen again the last time you said it. A little boy was playing on the dock. He fell down the dock. He was under the water. Father's waiting for the sun to come up. Son never came back up. So father said, I got to go in. Father goes down one time, holding his breath, can't find. Son comes back up, gasps for another breath, goes back down, looking for the sun, can't find the sun. Grass comes back up. Father goes one last time down, looking for his son. He found his son was on the dock, stuck the pillar holding on tight and holding on tight that the father had to wrestle with the son to let him go once the son lets go he gets up to the point his brother his son is revived he's talking to his son saying son why were you holding on so tight he says dad I was waiting for you 
Some of y'all didn't catch it. He was holding on tight, knowing that my father is going to find me. I'm going to endure because I know he'll be able to save me. Oh, that's a father of limited capabilities. But can I tell you about a heavenly father that's able to break through mountains, that can walk through water, that can come through fire. No matter what you're going through, he can bring you out. Oh, glory. So don't be misled. Don't be deceived. Whatever is good and whatever is perfect comes from the Father. So when we are in time of peril and issues, don't blame God because that did not come from him. But everything that's good, oh, glory, and perfect mm, comes from him. Remember, remember, if you're going through some trials, you don't know what's going on, you lack wisdom, ask God. That's good. Wisdom comes from God. You're in times of trouble. All my help comes from the Lord. That's good. (laughs) That comes from God. So when you see that you're going through some circumstances and you're going through the testing, just look to God and say, Lord, I'm waiting on my blessing. Because look what happens here. He does not shift or change like a casting shadow means that he is immutable. He is unchanging, that he is a good and faithful and loving God. And watch this, that he, what he has planned for you, look what happens. What he has planned for you, he will see that it will come. He who has begun a good work will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why Paul writes it again in Romans 8, 28. And we know this, that all that is good, ha <laughs> Works out for the good of those who love him and call according to birth. We are serving a God that we can be confident and be faithful in, to trust in, that he is going to work it out in our favor. Because whether it's on this side or on the other side, there's a promise that we shall wear a crown. And so look at, he does not shift, he does not change. Look why he does this. He, he does this. Why? Because we are his first fruits. Y'all see that in the text? We are his prized possession, the New Living Translation says. Verse 18 said he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. Oh, glory. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. God calls us blessed because he blessed us. And he blessed us. Look what he did. Look, look. He blessed us because he gave us his true word. And since we have received his true word, we have become his chosen people. And since we have become his chosen people, we are his prized possession. Now, to us, this might not mean very much because we are not Jews. But let me give you some history here. The Jews understood that the first fruit of their crop was dedicated and holy unto God. They understood that they could not eat it, they could not touch it, but they had to give it over to God. But that wasn't only their crops, but every firstborn child was dedicated wholly unto God. It was a prized possession unto God. closely here when God had called them out of exodus uh, what was the final curse that he killed every firstborn 
But the Jews who put the blood on the lintel and participated in the Passover, their firstborn was not touched. Look closely at the symbolism here that the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world is the only begotten Son of God. His firstborn, his prized possession. <laughs> Y'all see what's happening here? And we, when we confess, become adopted into that wonderful, blessed family to find out that we are blessed by God. How blessed are we by God? We are blessed that we are blessed that we are blessed. Infinity, eternity. That's why all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We understand that we are blessed, not because we've done something great, but he has done something great. We are blessed because he endured the trials. And since he endured, we got the power to endure. And we got the power to endure. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. That we got the power of the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody here glad that you got the power of the Holy Ghost that can strengthen you, give you the ability to push through when everybody else gives out, when everybody else gives in, but God is still on the throne, but God can still speak, but God can still move. Is there anybody here that got a bad report from somebody else? Your bill is due, your credit is bad, your health is bad, but God stepped right on in and showed you he can do all things good day now children may the Lord bless you real good but on your way home you ought to tell somebody I'm going through but I'm going to be blessed when I get through the test is just preparing me for my blessing so I'm pushing through don't stop now keep on pushing tell your neighbor push Keep on pushing, keep on pushing, because your test is just preparing you for your blessing. So just push, just push, and everything is going to be all right. And you might be singing that good old hymn. I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Say, Oh, Satan, Satan had me bound, but oh. Oh, I'm saving, sanctified. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad. Doors of the church are open. To someone here today, we welcome you here in this place. 
Is there someone here today? We welcome you here in this place.